Ladies and gentlemen, we begin our winter track season preview. And today I am joined by Coach Buckley. Buckley, how are you today? I'm well. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, Taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you have a meet later tonight. Yeah, so we do. The fact that you came here, um, highly appreciative. Thanks, bud. All right, so let's get into it. Your first meet of the season came on December 2nd against various teams within your conference. Right. Who were the standout performers, and how can you, along with the rest of the team, use that first meet as a stepping stone towards things later to come in the season? Uh, okay, so uh, so the just just a little background. The league meets are at St. Anthony's, and they're uh, late on weeknights. And uh, because there's so many teams and so little space, they don't run every event in uh, in every meet. Um, so with that being said, uh, you know the first meet is normally an opportunity to, for us to kind of dip our toe into things. We've got a few freshmen who uh, who went out and performed really well. Um, you know, we've had a few veterans who went out and uh, and stepped up and ran a, a longer distance than they're used to. Uh, Kristen Gardner, uh, she normally runs the one and the two in the spring. She ran the 600. Oh. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we're hoping to make her into a 400 runner. Um, we had a returning sophomore, uh, Delaney Alexander, uh, and we had a, uh, a freshman run the, run the 600 too. Uh, we had a, a lot of kids run the 55. Um, so Kanita Jones is a, is a veteran. She's, uh, you know, she's a junior uh, looking to do big things this year. Um, Strashina jo- uh, Joseph is a yep. senior. She ran the 55, and she also ran the 300. Um, we had a, a senior, Samora August, uh, compete in the long jump. Um, came close to her personal best. Uh, senior Desiree Ford, uh, personal best in the shot put in their fir- very first meet. Another athlete who ran cross country and a four-year member of the team is Baraji Fortune. She is uh, she's also a key member. Another member of the team, uh, Victoria Gautier, uh, she plays soccer in the fall, so she's definitely prepared for, uh, for the winter season. Um, we had two seniors run the mile, uh, the 1500, Janan uh, George and Farah Bruno. They ran 630 and 635, so really looking, for, uh, looking forward to a great season. How do you manage to take care of all 29 girls when it comes to things such as events they want to run, injuries, personal best, and things of that nature? Uh, you just got to talk to each student as, a, as an athlete and as an individual. Um, so uh, each student athlete has a personal goal in mind and, a, and an event that they're best at. You know, sometimes coaches and athletes do disagree. Uh, you know, uh, case in point, Kristen Gardner, we wanted to run the 400 in the spring. So she ran the 600 on, uh, on last Monday night. She was not all that happy about it. Um, but if the coach knows that's something to do to get you stronger, I think she was accepting and, and, uh, and happy with her experience. And when you have that conflict between coaches and athletes, do you have certain athletes on the team that you lean on to be that bridge between each other when you can't get through to the athletes? Certainly, yeah, yeah. You just kind of got to talk things out. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, the, the athletes need to know that I'm here, I'm in the building, they come talk to me, find me. If they ever have any issues, uh, we work it out. 
it hasn't really, uh, we haven't really had many issues. What we're trying to do is put together, uh, you know, a, a couple of relays that'll take us through uh, to the postseason and make some noise in the county. So where, you know, we show up and people are taking notice of what Baldwin is doing. So there's a four by 200 relay and a four by 400 relay. And on that path towards counties, who are the seniors or any runner on that team for that matter that you lean on to be the leaders on the team? Uh, I definitely say Strashina. Um, so you and I uh, were, I had you and Strashina ninth period last year and uh, and just having her in class and knowing her as a person and knowing her as an athlete. Um, she's always very level-headed, always willing to do something to help out. Um, and even ninth period last year, I would pull her aside and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And she would say, yeah, that's a good idea. Or, or no, that's, uh, you might want to think about it this way. Um, and, uh, and she's definitely someone I could talk to and rely on. You know, expanding on all your runners, what is the physical and mental battle that these girls have to go through every day, especially considering the fact that they warm up to run, they practice to run, and they cool down by running? Right. Uh, so uh, a lot of times the winter season is, is, a, is a rough start. Um, if, if the athletes didn't run cross country, um, we have a few cross country runners on the team, which I, uh, I should have mentioned, uh, uh, junior uh, Marcella Figueroa. Um, she is our, uh, our top distance runner. Um, you know, uh, so if they didn't run cross country, they're coming in cold. Some run for club teams and they do have some background, but especially for the freshmen and sophomores, it's kind of bringing them up to speed. Um, hopefully towards the postseason, once we get into the conference meet and the county meet and the state qualifier meet, and then those end of the season uh, invitationals that they will have put in the work where, uh, you know, really the, the primary focus of, of practice is running a, a good workout, okay? Um, you know, for distance runners, that might be a ladder uh, or uh, a set of a thousand meters, uh, or it might be a ladder of like six, eight, a thousand, and back down. Um, for uh, for middle distance and sprinters, that might be a set of two hundreds um, or one fifties, or a ladder where they do um, you know one fifty, two hundred, three fifty, and back down. Um, but also in the winter, we're fighting the cold. So, you know, the weather can sometimes dictate what we do in order to avoid injuries, you know, sometimes doing those really fast, short sprints um, in the cold. Even though we warm up for a good, you know, 30, 40 minutes, um, you don't want to risk an athlete by pushing them too hard through a workout of, you know, say, 150s, uh, where, you know, I have the watch out and I want them to hit a certain time. You know, pushing them too hard when it's cold out can be can be dangerous. And obviously, based on what I'm hearing, you obviously hold your girls to a very high standard. You know what you want to do with them. You know where they where you want them to be at the end of the season. Certainly. But how hard is it to push these girls into achieving things that right now at the beginning of the season may not seem possible to them? Uh, well, it's it, it's got to be a conversation too. Uh, it's hard. Uh, the athlete, athletes themselves might not think that they're capable of doing this. Uh, you know, I look at someone like uh, returning sophomore, Kemi Idou. Uh, you know, she, I, I could say, I'm going to seed you at a, at a 45 for the 300. And she said, well, you know, the fastest I've ever run it was a 48. And I can look her in the eye and say, 
I know what you can do. I know you can run a 45. So I'm going to put you in with a competition where you can push yourself and, uh, and you know, kind of transcend your, uh, you know, perceived ability. Does it often take more push for other girls more than others to get them to the point where you want to be? Yeah, I mean, it's like anyone. Some, some people are tough and can take criticism. Uh, some people need a little more, uh, you know, a gentler approach. All right, that's understandable. Yeah. But now getting into you now, can you tell me about or talk to me and the listeners about how you first got your starting coaching? Oh, that's a great story. Um, so uh, I ran in high school. I was not very talented or dedicated, but it's something I kept with me my entire life. Um, I've run the New York City Marathon a, uh, a number of times. I c compete myself in road races, and it's always something I wanted to do. And when the job opened up for an assistant on the boys team in 2013. Um, I jumped at the chance uh, and uh, I ended up working with Coach Carroll. Um, I've been working with him since 2013. Uh, that, that year, 2013, the boys team won the county championship. Uh, you know, you might remember such athletes as uh, Trayvon Mask yeah. and Bud Brown, uh, both went on to run it. University of Buffalo and uh, NYU um, and had great college careers um, and so that's that you know the rest is kind of history I've, I've just been here doing this and learning from coach Carroll and coach Schaefer and other uh, you know other coaches in section 8 uh, other uh, very accomplished and uh, and respectable and friendly you know uh, you know, I did get a lot of flack for working in Freeport as a coach for a while. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the rivals, the rivals. Uh, they are certainly rivals, but uh, but they're also friends. What are the things that you've learned throughout the years that really helped you each year in your coaching career? Uh, I think it's kind of uh, really just talking, uh, making, making a relationship. Uh, the team has got to be a family. Um, and uh, the athletes need to know they can come and trust and talk. And if they have misgivings, uh, you know, they can they can tell me about them. Um, and then uh, and I have to be honest with them about uh, ability and, uh, and things they can and should and must uh, do to, to, to get to their peak. In that story you were telling me, you said that you ran the New York City Marathon a few times. Yeah. And according to my research, out of <laughs> 53,517 runners, you placed 16,455th, which is beyond impressive. And you did that with a time of four hours, one minute, and 44 seconds. Can you explain to the listeners how that experience was? I was great. That was, you know, so I'm in my, I'm 40, I'll be 43 in January. So, uh... My body's not as capable as it once was. The records show that uh, 4.01 is not my best time. My best time was 2014, um, and that was three hours and 44 minutes. Mm, ooh, you slacked, <laughs> slacked, off, slacked off a little bit. Well, you know, things get busy, and uh, so I have two kids of my own, 14 and 11, and, uh, and fitting in those long, you know, 20-mile uh, training runs is not as easy as it used to be. Um, but the experience of running the marathon is great. Um, you know, uh, you're in the city, you're with 
hundreds of uh, thousands of people watching. That's probably wrong. No, probably tens of thousands of people watching um, and tens of thousands of people participating. And uh, it really, there's nothing like it. It, it, is, uh, it is great. Uh, and you know what? Uh, I love the training leading up to it. I do it with a friend of mine, uh, and, and I, I really miss it uh, once it's over because i got to take some time off because I'm just very fatigued. And when you were training, how did you get your body and mind right to take on such a difficult task? Uh, just focus. Uh, so a, a friend of mine and I come up with a training plan based on stuff we have online and uh, and really just have to fit those, those uh, training runs in. It becomes hard in September and October uh, coming back to school and uh, and getting busy. And uh, I did coach cross country at another school, a middle school. Um, uh, in the fall, so uh, you know, and and really just staying on track with those long runs, you know, 17, 18, 20 miles on Saturday and Sunday morning is. Sheesh. <laughs> and you have to you have to coach on the side, and then you have to grade papers. Right. Well, uh, most of those Sundays I came and uh, supervised. Uh, three of them I came and supervised the football game after, so oh. I was just standing on my feet the whole rest you're, of the day. Not, <laughs> you never get stressed or tired at all. No, no, I love. You know what? I love it. Uh, it's the opposite of being stressed. Uh, you know, having two hours just to be in your head to think or even just to converse with a friend as we're doing our runs is, uh, you know, it's a gift, really. Have you ever considered participating in an ultramarathon or Ironman race or any type of those Superman yeah, races? Yeah, I would like to do a, a start with a half Ironman, but uh, I just... It's been tough for me to find the time to do the swimming and, uh, and biking training. Have you ever coached a runner, whether it be male or female, that you think could complete the 26.2 mile run? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Who are they? Will Salmon. Yeah, Will, Will Salmon. Will Salmon, yeah, for Will sure. Salmon do it. For sure. <laughs> like, no hesitation. You yeah, know, and Dylan Lee. Dylan Lee could probably do it. All right. Of course, what, whatever you're doing in life, whether it be track or coaching or running, we have the mentors that we lean on the most for everything. Right. When you were growing up in sports, whether as an athlete or coach, who was the person that you leaned on to get you through the tough moments? Well, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I'd probably say f friends. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, my high school uh, cross-country coach is kind of, uh, you know, uh, a legend, uh, Bill Carrera. Yeah, I went to Chaminade, and, uh, you know, he, he recently, uh, you know, quote-unquote retired. He's still at all the Catholic League races, Um but you know he was knowledgeable and uh, and consistent, and he just did it for a long time. Um, and I, you know, I still see him at races and give him a what's up. Um, but as far as a mentor in athletics, I, you know, I'd probably just say uh, friends. Yeah. What were some of the biggest lessons that they taught you that you carry with you now as a coach? Ah. Uh, that you just got to kind of build on what you have. Uh, like I said, I was not all that talented, but, uh, you know, um, you know, I, if I put in work, I saw results. Uh, and I took that into my adult life, you know, whether it be racing a 5 or 10K or a half marathon or a full marathon. If I was prepared, I did well. If I wasn't prepared, I didn't do well. And the only person I had to blame for that was myself. And obviously you're big on commitment and working so, hard for... Yeah. The results paying off. 
But one thing that was heavily emphasized with every coach we had on the show was the word sacrifice. We've had coaches that have given up everything from their kids' games to family dinners in order to be coaching and repping the blue and gold. How have you sacrificed your time over the years to continue coaching? Uh, well, I would never, uh, I would never say I regret anything. You know, uh, being here is uh, is a gift. Um, you know, I really do enjoy my time here. That's a, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, uh, my 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 own kids were very upset with me when one winter I had to go to uh, a St. Anthony's meet on my birthday. Oh. <laughs> so I only had time to come home and have a cake, and then uh, and then head right back out. Um, you know, and they uh, they got a cake for me that just said "stupid track meat" on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you were playful, right? Right, right yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, my own kids' activities. Uh, you know, my son isn't he doesn't run, even though he could be talented. He's a swimmer. Um, he swims for a club team, um, and uh, you know, most of the time, if I'm not. Uh, you know, if I'm not at an Invitational on Saturday, I'm on the pool deck, you know, uh, timing for his events. And uh, and most Sundays, that's what I do, too. So uh, so I am involved in the world of swimming, whether I like it or not. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, my wife also coaches track at Southside High School, so she's uh, one of the boys' assistants there. So sometimes, you know, the only time I'll see her is at, you know, uh, of an Invitational on Saturday. So your your whole family is surrounded by sports, pretty much. Yeah, and my daughter did run cross country her freshman year. She had a she had a good season. Uh, she was the fifth uh, freshman on her team, and even though she didn't want to do it, she she was able to stick out the season and uh, and do okay. Yeah, it's good to have a family that's surrounded by sports as well, because they understand what you have to go through. Certainly, yeah, yeah, no, and they know what it you know what kind of hard work it takes to you know to achieve. And my last question for you, as a coach, as a runner as a father, as a teacher, whatever it is, what is the biggest lesson you want everybody around you, whether you've coached them or taught them, to take away from you, whether it be this year or 20 years down the line? Oh, okay. Uh, The hard work thing is always there. Um, You know, uh, to be humble um, and to be, to show humility and, uh, and to, you know, to, to, if you have any issues or, uh, or goals just to talk it out and stay focused and uh, uh, you know and, and and like I said if you put the work in you'll uh, you'll definitely see uh, see results and that's what's up right there not even for your players but every athlete should be here certainly you know? oh yeah yeah no it's across the board uh, and not just athletically academically professionally you know that's that yes sir stuff. is there anything you would like to say I mean, no one knows the value of hard work more than Yao Bansu. No, no, no. Who no, but Yao Bansu? No. I mean, we worked on your uh, campaign slogan. And <laughs> that's yeah. I take partial credit for that. All right. Thank you for joining me. No I problem. appreciate it. Hope to have you on the show again probably real soon. Beautiful. All right.